Yo. Yo. Wag wag. Wag wag. Galifa, how are you today? I am doing good. I'm feeling fierce. I'm feeling feisty, and I'm ready, baby. How are okay. you? I'm feeling sexy and free. <laughs> <laughs> yes, come on, vocal. I am. Um, I'm good. I'm cozy. You know, like the the heat's on because obviously it's like kind of autumn and winter now. So yeah, I'm cozy. I'm feeling good. So what are we talking about today, Khalifa? Today we're talking about gigs. Gigs, glorious gigs, Lakaya, a mutual love of ours, and I can't. Yes. Oh my gosh, gigs, glorious gigs. Tuned in with Cal and Lack. So gigs, it's a bit of a weird one because we haven't actually had, the world hasn't had any gigs for so long. It's literally like a novel thing at the moment. I know that you're probably not as missing as much as I am, but I can tell you I'm gagging for a gig. Oh my gosh. I don't know if the listeners remember, but our first episode, which is available on all your favourite streaming platforms, our favorite, our first episode, we spoke about our first gig and how much we missed them. And I'm so glad to say that since then, I got my first gig since before lockdown, which was, oh my gosh, like I went to see Nothing But Thieves. I needed that. I really needed it because for me, I said, I remember saying this on the first episode, but I really do feel like gigs are the place where I feel the most honest because... yeah. I just let my whole guard down. I really am not focused on anything. Nothing else is on my mind other than the band, the artist, whoever it is on stage. So I saw Nothing But Thieves uh, a month ago and it was, they were so good. I mean, they always are, but I think because like, even for them, like obviously they had a, a year of lockdown as well, like the whole world did. So I think, seeing them they just went even harder and i was like I, they, they were gagging for a gig they were gagging just as much as you were gagging can you feel like when was your last gig my last gig lakaya was february 2020 to put it into context it wasn't even a really a gig it was like a fake drake concert basically <laughs> like this live band who go around and don't get me wrong it was beautiful it was amazing my one of my best friends georgia um shout out to my my girl g got the tickets and she was like we're going to see this drake orchestra and they do sort of live versions of um any sort of artist album so it might be drake it might be love and hill or whatever they take it and they reinvent it and they do it in their own version and it was actually quite beautiful like they reinvented his songs they really kind of dissected them and and yeah it, it was actually really beautiful it was a really fun night and if you're a drake fan go listen to all his songs you can get down obviously you're not seeing him but you can just kind mm. of it's like a night out basically for for drake fans and they do it for a lot of people they actually did a beyonce one which i'm dying to see um, they were going to redo it but then the whole world locked down didn't it so i didn't get to go but hopefully i i will because it was actually really really enjoyable but yeah, I can't, I can't tell you the last time. I actually don't remember the last time I saw somebody, an actual artist, <laughs> perform live. It's been years, years, way too long. And that... just like you, Lakaya, I'm a gig person. I It's mm. where I can really connect with an artist. Like, 
Could you there? The... They are literally there in front of you on stage. So like, what yeah. more could you? You're you're in the same room. You're sharing the same air, and it it's kind of sometimes it could be like a spiritual like moment. It's like, oh, oh my okay, gosh. Yeah this band this whoever is in front of me and that's why I just yeah I lose everything I lose all inhibitions or whatever when I'm at a gig I mean you see me so you know know I have I know exactly what you mean and like you said it's nothing but the music you know you can get wrapped up in the album cover and you know the promo shoots and the interviews which are all cool and they're all fine but just standing there or sitting there in front of an artist watching them do what they love doing there is something very magical about that, especially when you're sharing it with a room full of thousands of people. I want a gig, Lakaya. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, you actually need one. Like it's been years. And you know what? I just mentioning, uh, just going back to Nothing But Thieves, it was even more, I, I guess, special. And I was even more amped up for it because A, obviously lockdown, and B, they'd released a whole album and then an EP that had not been performed live because of lockdown. So like wow. there was all this new material and I was like, okay, get me to this, like get me to the tour now. And it was amazing. And nothing but the thieves, because they probably are listening because they yeah. re- they retweeted me. Like I, I remember once I left the, the gig, I was like, oh my God, they ate and left no crumbs. And they replied and it was like, wow, that was a... Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. So um, nothing but thieves, I know you're listening. And I just want to say thank you for my first post lockdown gig because it was amazing. Fair play. Fair play. So nothing but thieves was good. I'm sure there are reasons why, but I want to hear like what makes a good gig in general. Oh, so is this a Canon Lack criteria moment? This is a Canon Lack criteria. <laughs> so based on the Canon Lack coveted copyrighted criteria <laughs> oh my God. that has been tried and tested and proved and yes. scientifically proven, democratically. I mean, there's science behind it. There really is. So what makes a good gig? Because I, I I got some thoughts, but I want to hear your thoughts. Oh, that's a, I actually haven't even thought about what makes a good gig. It's kind of, I mean, obviously, the whoever is on performing has got to have great stage presence. So you've just got yeah. to be alert. You've got to look like you want to be there. You've got to look like you are having fun. Because if you're just bored, even if it's even if you are a singer that like, you know just sings ballads or you know your music doesn't have to be up tempo but you've got to look like you're having fun you've got to look like you're enjoying it you've got to look like you the artist are you know you're feeling it you're feeling the music absolutely I would add to that and just say like an artist or artists when they perform it's like you're inviting people to your house you have to host you can't look uncomfortable in your own house otherwise you're going to make me feel uncomfortable so if you don't look like you're having a great time if you don't like this stage is your domain Mm -hmm. then I'm not going to feel like that and I'm going to be distracted I'm going to be looking at like oh look at his shoes look at her hair (laughs) I need to be locked into whatever you're saying doing singing dancing and and that's you've got to sell that to me and it only works if it's like this is my home this is my stage even I, I get it people get nervous but like just perform just give me what i need just own it own it do it just as just do it like own it so that would be like my first one what would you add to that what would would be like number two on the criteria i would also say 
track would it would track listing be the be the right word or oh that is an interesting one yes yeah you sequence really have to the think, order yeah, the yes sequencing. it's the sequence you really have for to us. think about the order of your songs I, I, there's nothing worse than like a bad opening for a gig when it's just like, why would you start with this? I think yeah. all of the good gigs that I've been to, they open with a song where it was like, it was a surprise, definitely. And it, there was just this suspense. It's like, whatever you, even if the song itself isn't very suspenseful, whatever you do in that moment to the song, if it's like the way you play the guitar, the way that you play the piano, you've got to build up. It has a beginning, a middle and an end. So don't just like, no, so, sometimes you can sometimes jump out and surprise me, but it has to make sense. I am such a gig enthusiast that I'm really paying attention to those things so you've got to impress me with some good ass sequencing I didn't even think of that I mean as you mentioned it I thought to myself like how many times have I been to a gig even with you and I'll bring up one as an as an example and I've been like why did they finish in that song or why did they stop with yeah. that <laughs> it's literally like blue balls it's like don't leave me half-baked like I especially um towards the end, like we want the encore moment, we want the sing along, we want the confetti to come out of the sky, like we want all of that. So when you're <clears throat> Rihanna and you're ending on you're ending your gig, your concert, whatever you want to call it, on Love on the Brain, I'm just like, that's not the one, Rihanna. That no, is not it's the like really not no. the one. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful song. But I, I just think in terms of like you, Rihanna, the person you are, the songs that you have, like we needed something more epic. We needed to feel like, ah, like almost orgasmic, like, oh, right, I'm done. I feel replete. I feel satisfied. I'm going home singing that song. Yes. I'm going home singing Love on the Brain Even after a, after a concert. Like, exactly. Even if it was like Diamonds, that's a sing-along kind of song. But Love on the Brain, it just didn't, it wasn't the one. And we all wasn't. were like, oh. Because there's ballads and then sing-along ballads. And you mm. just, you've got to give the crowd like a, almost where everybody in the crowd is holding hands. Yeah. It's like we, 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 we've come here as individuals and we're leaving as a group that's what your last <laughs> song should do it should make us all feel like we're just one happy family just we've all come to see one of our favorite artists and we we, we should feel that in the room that connective energy i i completely agree it's so important and even like you know most people do have slower songs fair enough like there's always a time like in the middle of the show to like play your slower songs and that is great but first and last song that is so important they need to be ones that if you have brought your friend and like oh there's this artist called rihanna or whoever it might be and mm. um, come and check her out with me that that friend probably isn't going to be a big fan but they're going to know the first song and they're going to know the last song and so everything that happens in between is kind of like you know, you've got to be clever about that too. But like, if you get them with the first and you finish them off nicely with the last, then you're good, in my opinion. I don't think it has to be a recent song necessarily. Because when you think of like the Queen, for example, who we she's kind of got like a, I guess, a formula, like a ritual with, with her um, her performances. She doesn't always start with Crazy in Love, but when she does, it just... Oh, I thought, you, wait, I thought you said the Queen. I thought, wait... Yeah, I so did the Queen Beyonce, the only Queen. Oh, Beyonce. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, of course. There isn't another Queen. Um, moving on. So she starts with Crazy in Love. If you've if you've watched a Beyonce show, if you've been to Beyonce show, 
you you you've probably seen her start with crazy in love she doesn't yeah. always do it and i'm glad for that but when she does it's it, it feels familiar it feels like ah oh, i'm home right i know i'm getting out of this show i'm gonna get a good show that's fair. crazy in love it just feels right and then she usually finishes with a big ballad as you said and it's a well-known ballad it doesn't have to be it's not like mine it's not miss you it's it's a ballad that everybody knows everybody in the crowd is singing whether you're a diehard day one beyonce fan whether this is your first concert whether you only bought the last album you'll know halo you will know that song or you'll know love on top and so for me they've just got to be well-known songs beginning and end okay so is there anything else i think that you would probably say singing live is definitely in the criteria Lakaya, you know me so well. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's not about having a great singing voice because you know me, I'm, I, I'm a vocal stan. I love a good vocal. Mm-hmm. But it isn't about having the world's most perfect, pitch perfect vocals. It's really just about, I want, I've come to see you perform. Like, perform. Don't sing along to a backing track. You could have recorded yourself on Instagram doing that. I don't want to see that. I want to hear you. I want to hear yeah. what your voice sounds like live. This is a moment I would never probably get again to be this close and personal with somebody and to really hear that, okay, outside of the studio, just, you know, you doing your thing. What do you sound like? If all you're giving me is just auto-tune and backing track and lip-syncing, it can't, it just diminishes it for me. I just I just want to hear you, like really hear you authentic, real. We, we're, we're going so far into the metaverse, I think, in 2021, where everything's virtual and everything's digital. And it's yeah. like, where is the voice? Like, we're just a human voice. I need that. Absolute hands down criteria I, number one. Yeah, I, I do. Ag- <laughs> I do agree. Um, I love. Yeah, like you said, they don't have to be the best singer. It doesn't. I like to hear every note you hit, whether it's flat, sharp, good, bad. I like to hear it. I yeah. don't care if you're using auto tune as long as you are actually singing. And I think there's actually probably only one person that I will. I know that. I mean, I haven't seen this person, you know, live before, but I would make an exception for Britney Spears. I'm like, fine. Lip sync, that's fine. But she's like the only person. Do you know no, what? Go on. I'm, I'm, not, I'm sorry, because <laughs> Britney Spears is my girl and I love you. I stand. But I'm not going to give you a pass. I, d- I don't need you to sing live for the whole performance. You don't have to sing live for all of it. You can use auto-tune for some. That's fine. There's going to be some songs that are harder to do whilst dancing or whatever, unless you're Beyonce and you can do everything. But for some (laughs) people, it's hard. So I totally get it. But at least one song, even if it's like a slow ballad, even if it's just like a skit or an intro or something, just just at least for like one minute, could you please sing live with nothing, just raw? And if not raw, a little bit of auto-tune. Just please, please. The whole thing, lip sync for your life. Come on. Okay. What are we, like, what are we doing? Okay, fair enough. So in think bearing in mind with the criteria and thinking of the criteria, do you have a favorite gig? You know what I do, but I want to hear yours first. Oh, okay. My favorite gig. Okay, so it was in 2019. Mm. I'm setting the tone here. It was in 2019, and it was in London at Alexandra Palace. Um, Ali Pali, as it's known. Ali Pali. And I, have you been to a gig at Ali Pali, by the way? I haven't. I haven't yet, no. Oh, yeah, I love Ali Pali. Such a good venue. Oh, also, another thing. I mean, I just want to quickly add, it's not really in the criteria but a good venue definitely like goes 
a long way for like to make a gig incredible for me because absolutely it can really decide what type of gig experience you're going to have is it going to be intimate is it going to be epic and yeah you're 100 right it really does make a huge difference yeah so i think that this day of this gig really was one of the best days i've ever lived truly wow. um, i was with my friend Tanil, who i haven't seen who i hadn't at that time seen for a few months and i went to we went to see robin oh yeah and really the best gig and i will be surprised if i have a gig that was that amazing and for me it was everything it was everything about the gig it was who i went with it was the audience it was of course robin who was amazing it was the support act who was a dj who was playing like charlie xcx and mariah carey and i was mm, all going <laughs> all my friends i literally was going crazy like tineo took a video of me like just dancing so hard to like the support act but it was so good first of all robin i love robin she's so important in pop music you know what i also love and i want to add to the criteria is i want to say that the audience like i hate a dead crowd Oh yeah. I hate it when a crowd it's just I'm the only one that's like giving it everything. That's my great. That's part of the criteria. It is. It's part of the criteria like we have to do our part as well and yeah. that is that is part of the criteria. You if you go into a gig like come on if they're on stage giving it their all you should as well like I don't care why are you fighting like why are you like no. 100%. It starts with the artist though. I would say that. It oh, it definitely starts with, with the artist. But it definitely really starts with the artist. Like yeah, don't be don't be bad mind but the <laughs> the audience the crowd everyone was living even Tanil, who wasn't who it wasn't at the time i think she probably likes robbie now but like at the time she's just like oh i'm gonna like come because you want someone to go with you and i was like, oh, okay cool but she was living everyone was having such a good time mm. the dancers were great the visual was great it was the best gig i came out so wet because of sweat like wow. i was drenched it was the best gig i've ever been to oh my gosh robin the the energy the oh my gosh the stage presence and the hits the everything oh my gosh the best gig if you haven't seen robin next time she tours you have to go the best gig i've ever been to hands down Fair hands play. down you're making me want to see her i'm I'm actually surprised and i'm a little bit hurt that you didn't go with me because i love robin um i'm I... sure i asked you so don't try and pull a fast one here on tune no, kind of... no. sorry guys i don't think he did i don't think he did i'm gonna have to find the receipts for that you know that we, we keep everything in the whatsapp we chat, keep every... so... okay well i'm pretty sure i did we gonna see <laughs> But um, yeah, no, that that sounds fantastic. It I would was. say my favorite gig. It's really, really hard to pinpoint because, as you said, you made a very good point about venues. That I have a very, I have a favorite intimate gig. I have a favorite stadium gig. It, it's just so hard to choose. But if I had to say my all-time favorite, which you're probably not going to be surprised to hear, it would be Beyonce. It has to be. <laughs> She's the greatest of entertainer of all time, alive or dead. The greatest. Don't at me. Don't come in my comments. Oh God, here she goes. Right to right to your mayor. I don't want to hear it. She's the greatest. For <laughs> oh, me, Lord. like I'd, I'd actually didn't see her until I was 17. 
And so it, I have been a fan of Beyonce my whole life. I have been waiting and waiting for the opportunity. This was like her first tour in the UK. I want to say in like four or five years. So it, it, it had been a while. It had been a while. And she had just released the four album I believe it was um one of my favorite Beyonce albums like criminally underrated so underrated and I just couldn't wait to see not only her life but this album perform live similar thing with nothing but fees just like okay what do these songs sound like live I want to see it and I knew it was going to be epic I think that's probably one thing that there, there was very little element of surprise because up until that point I had studied rehearsed <laughs> like really just gone through every single performance she'd ever done up to that point so I knew what I was getting in terms of the the greatness but I, I still wasn't prepared for how overwhelmed I would feel seeing my favorite artist of all time do my favorite thing I'd love to see her do and absolutely smash it it had all of the elements all of the criteria Lakaya. the opening song was Oh my god, what was it? Oh, just fumbling the beehive bag. No, what was the opening song? I remember it was fantastic. Was it party? No, it wasn't party. That came in the middle. The opening song, you're gonna have to edit this out. <laughs> oh my staying. god. I remember though, it was absolutely fantastic. Okay, fair. The final song was Halo. But she did it in a completely different version. It was just so unexpected and it was so beautiful she got emotional she started to cry I started oh, to cry I'm, I'm clutching onto my mom I was with my best friend at the time and it was just it was just like streams and streams of tears I couldn't believe it I really really couldn't believe it here's what's great about Beyonce we are gonna have an out al- an episode not an album maybe an album who knows maybe an album <laughs> <laughs> maybe an entire album on, on how great Beyonce is um here's what's great because why she's the greatest entertainer of all time is the fact that she really does give her all and I don't mean that she stops and there's a dip in the middle and she gets a bit tired or you know some songs she takes really easy she doesn't stop to do some auto-tune here or some lip-syncing there from this moment she gets into the stage to the moment she leaves it is high power high energy high quality performance she is singing at the top of her lungs she is dancing at the top of her capacity she is going just as hard as the dancers as the backup singers as everybody else she engage like the stage presence she engages every single person in the room you are locked in from the moment she gets out she she has one of those i'd say one of a kind stage presences i think michael jackson had it I'd say uh, um, Freddie Mercury had it. When you get on yeah. the stage, all you have to do is stand there. Mm. And people are going wild. People yeah. are literally going crazy. It was like a jungle. And then she <laughs> just she just doesn't stop giving. It was just, it was beautifully curated. The, the sequencing was perfect. It was a perfect journey through um, Dangerously in Love right up until the four album. It didn't ever feel like, oh, too much of this and too little of that. By that time, we had we had had the full album around for it long enough, so we knew the songs. It was perfect. It was the perfect show. So hands down for me, just, yeah. Well, I want to piggyback off that because I did go and see Beyonce with you in... You whatever, did. 2013, I think it was. And it was all those things that you mentioned. I remember 
this is one thing about gigs that like I don't understand why I used to do. I mean, for Beyonce, I can kind of see. I'd never ever do it again for anyone though. But like, we literally—I'm not joking. Me, Khalifa, and our friend Kayan, we got there at was it seven or eight in the morning? Seven. It was seven. It was seven. I remember I got the first bus. I got the first bus. It was ninety-seven. The first bus gets there at six o two, and I was at the um nec by 657 i think that is actually so insane like we were like like number 22 like people were already there yeah there were people in front of us already who had been there, people were already there. and oh my gosh i mean we were right at the front so that was great but i would it never was. do that again but yeah i want to she... say we waited for about 14 hours <sighs> it was worth it I'll never do it again, 100%. but it was worth it. Um, it. The show was just so fun. It was sexy. It was so great. Like she's so talented. She really. I'm so glad that I can say that I've can see that I've seen Beyonce live. Yeah, it was amazing. It really, really was. And I think as as great as gigs can be, there unfortunately when people don't follow the the tried and proven criteria from June mm-hmm. and Lack you can unfortunately have some really bad experience. And I know I have. Um, Have you got any that you'd like to share? Um, I've enjoyed all the gigs I've been to, to be honest, because I just, I love live music. And I'm the person that's like cheering, you know, when the the Beyonce's gone gone off stage or like whoever's gone off stage and it's just the band playing. Like I'm jamming out to the band playing. Like I love that. Like, yes, play the bass, play the guitar. Yes, I pay my £35 or in Beyonce's case, my 200 and however much it was. My two thousand pounds. I pay my two thousand pounds, and I want every single element of live music that is being brought on the stage. I am enjoying it. Don't care if your friends are talking behind me. I don't care. Like I'm enjoying it. Um. Yeah. So I have enjoyed every gig I've been to, but I probably, I'd say I was a little bit disappointed by Christina Aguilera. Mm. It was maybe my least favorite gig, just because. I love Christina Aguilera. She's got the hits. I know she's got the voice, but it just felt kind of so safe. Really? Yeah, that it surprises felt... me because she she's one of those artists vocally who I I would not describe as as safe. She really does push it. She sometimes a little too much. She's like, shut up now. <laughs> um, but she's always like going there. It was just very safe even the dancing was safe like she just wasn't going there the singing was safe it was like she'd do one long you know loud obnoxious run that we all love and then it would just be like that would be it and she'd kind of it kind of felt like very textbook of what you think a super pop star should be so I'd say that was one that I was a little bit disappointed I had a great time like don't get me wrong I was standing all the way through I was singing my heart out to Dirty um I cried at Dirt, uh, Beautiful but <laughs> I actually feel like I know what you're gonna say for bad gig um experience so really? actually I'm gonna let you go on, go, go, no, I, go on. I wanna hear I wanna hear what you think I'm gonna say first oh it wasn't you was it, it was your mom Oh yeah, oh, uh, yeah. But I think we can speak on my mom's behalf to be okay, honest. Okay, um, yeah. <laughs> because I'd say part of the criteria 
is giving your all as, as we've discovered you can't be safe you cannot Mm-mm. come out and give like a rehearsal performance we haven't come to see that I nope. get this might be show number 34 out of 63 for you I totally understand and you're tired and whatever but I don't care I pay my money yep you better perform <laughs> be a professional and do the damn job and it's I a job it's, work. it's a job and I think for, especially when people haven't ever seen you and they've been waiting their whole lives like you just don't disrespect them like that and I'd say one person who definitely did that, not for me, thankfully, I wasn't there, but my mum to, to this day <laughs> will not listen to a Lauren Hill song voluntarily because of how terrible she was. And not just one, but two live performances. My mum described that she was late, which is a common theme with Lauren yeah, Hill. it's a running joke on Black Twitter. And yeah. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. It's ridiculous. Um, I actually discovered quite recently that Lauren is in a bit of a um a legal battle for her songs. So when she performs them live, she kind of does a different version on purpose. And so it's just so that they're not recognisable as this recorded studio versions because I don't think she's fully allowed to record. And so sorry, fully allowed to perform and in the way that they recorded. Don't quote me. It was what was told to me by a friend and I was like okay that kind of makes sense but even still you can reinvent a song you can chop and screw and twist it and you can still make it sound great my mom described that her songs were completely completely unrecognizable that you she, you, you wouldn't get you'd get to the end of the chorus and be like oh it's x-factor like you didn't have a clue <laughs> and obviously part of a, a performance the, the enjoyment of a performance is singing along it's like reliving your favorite song even if it is a different version because I have a great example with you when we went to see Khalees and she did that fantastic, fantastic um, rendition of 4th of July. Oh, and yeah. It was so unexpected and so different. It's so beautiful. So you can reinvent songs and that's completely fine. But at least do it in a way that people know what the lyrics are <laughs> and can still sing along. And so there was that. And she was singing everything at like three times speed and just kind of rushing through the songs. There was no real crowd engagement. And so my mum was really, really pissed off. But she said, you know what? I'm going to give her another chance. And she did. And it was exactly the same thing. So on my mum's behalf, I'm very sorry. That's why I thought that you went, because I remember it was such a big thing. Like you were sending me all the messages that your mum was like dragging Lauren here. I was just like, she's not listening to her on Spotify. She's not going to give her any revenue. (laughs) No more revenue. And I'm I'm talking my mum is a huge, huge Lauren Hill fan. I mean, who, which which, black kid didn't grow up on miseducation of Lauren Hill? My mum was a a massive fan of that album. So you can imagine her disappointment and to to, to the point where she doesn't even listen to her anymore. (laughs) <laughs> angry. It, it, yeah she was she did not fit the criteria let's just say that but I'd say my personal least favorite it's crazy because I actually don't think I've had a bad experience like a bad gig experience there's been moments in a performance where I'm like mm, this is a bit annoying but overall I think the artist thankfully was able to pull it back but my least favorite just because of this particular moment was um Azealia Banks Oh. I went to see her. Um, she had only had, I think, her fantasy mixtape was out at that point. She didn't have an album. Um, so we're early into her career. I wasn't expecting Beyonce bells and whistles or anything. It was like, what? What's that um, little place? O2 Academy. Oh, not not O2 Academy. Um, H and B. Institute, the HMV Institute. Shout um, out to shout the HMV out Institute. What a legendary <laughs> Such a good, good, good venue. Very yeah. good nice that. I went to see her there and she was two and a half hours late. <gasps> and so by that point, it's like my back's hurting. 
my feet are hurting, I've got a headache, I'm thirsty, I'm hungry. You really need to like turn this all the way around to make me feel happy right now. I am so angry with you. When she came out, people booed. The atmosphere was just so tense. It was really, really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I, I will give her a prop though that she performed very well and she was apologetic but it's a very difficult thing to come back from so adding to the criteria maybe uh, this is number five six five you need to six, be on time yeah be on time don't play with us come on just it's disrespectful yeah two and a half hours that is that is something else yeah it's just it's just like by by an hour late it's just like okay like i'm sick of this by two hours no by half an hour late you yeah. clearly you've been standing on your feet even if you arrived at you know you didn't arrive super early at like 7 a.m even if you arrived when doors open you've been standing for half an hour you've had two one or two uh crap supporting acts or maybe one of them's good or you like a few songs but still you've been standing for a long time so even 10 minutes late i'm like okay come on yeah it's just it's just not acceptable being on time is a form of good manners and i just it really does say a lot about how you feel about your fans even if it wasn't your fault whatever like i just don't want to hear it I, after two and a half hours i, I don't know i really don't want to <laughs> don't care give me up my money <laughs> yeah but she did finish on a really high note so fair play to her it was a great performance minus the two and a half hours lateness and so yeah, I guess in terms of people I want to see again, maybe not Azealia because of that. Probably not Christina Aguilera for you. <laughs> but is there yeah. anyone that you're dying to see, either again or just for the first time? Hmm, I think for the first time, I really, I can't believe I haven't. It's annoying that I haven't seen FK Twigs live, but I just, I need oh to explain, because yeah. she would just, I've seen like videos of her like performances and if she's not like sword fighting then she's pole dancing, if she's not pole dancing then she's like voguing, she's not vogue, like she will give you the the drama, the performance the, yeah. she'll create a world that's what FK Twigs will do and that's what mm. I want, I want to be lost in your world immersed, um, yeah, that's the word I want to be immersed <laughs> immerse me <laughs> Immerse me right now. Happy pacifying. Put your fingers in my mouth. <laughs> oh my um, but yeah, I really want to see FK Twigs. I think after Robin, she really was like my main one. I knew that I had to see her live. And the fact that she met and went above my expectations was crazy. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see FK Twigs. I actually really want to... I need to see some niggas like i need to see some black people live <laughs> you do actually your history is a little racist <laughs> like not to sound racist but like i need to see other than the queen and beyonce like i'm actually not at a gig anyway like i'm not seeing a black artist which is so no. i know and the thing is r&b people might not believe this or even know this about me but like r&b really is my favorite genre of music so he says <laughs> <laughs> clearly not pack it in you it's my favorite genre of music it really is so i'd love like an r&b moment i'd love to go to like a hip-hop gig like i'd love to see kendrick mm -hmm. i love to go I, I really want to see dave but i'm sure that the tickets for his show next year they've all sold out i'd love to go and see dave um at a gig so yeah like i'd love to have a grind moment a hip-hop moment i need to see some i need to see some black artists <laughs> <laughs> 
and I, I don't mind being the one to introduce you to black music. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> The shades out, guys. Put your shades on. But um, you absolutely do. Absolutely. Um, I guess in terms of who would you, yeah, who would you would you want to say since you're dragging me? Yes, I mean, in terms of person I haven't seen already, Pink. I really, really badly want to see Pink live. Like, I just how what did i can't believe i thought we were gonna do this episode without mentioning pink like yes pink 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 Pink. i mean i i would really put her in this kind of top class you know there's there's an elite group of artists for me who really do perform their socks off and just give it all and i've actually never seen her live i've only ever watched videos of her performances but they have completely blown me away yeah I, i would say that i don't know if and this is no shade to her at all, but, you know, she was doing acrobatics and stunts and all sorts of tricks in the one air. One thing about Pink. Like, <laughs> one thing about Pink is she's going to get 17 feet high <laughs> and she's going to somersault and Pink. Um, and I don't know if now in this stage of her career or her life if she's still going to be able to do that. But I would also say that that isn't all I'm there for because I think she's an incredible yeah. vocalist, mm. a beautiful, beautiful songwriter. So I'm going to just be crying at the lyrics. I love her discography. I love, 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 love it, love it, love it, love it. So I'm going to yep. enjoy the songs. Mm. And I do think that she has a very captivating stage presence. So whether yes, you're doing the, the tricks, I'm going to enjoy it anyway. You could sit there with a guitar and just sing, Dear Mr. President, I'm going to cry. And so I really want to see her live. I really do. I hope that I get to. I really do. Oh, we have to go. That would be, yeah, we, we have do. to say ping. Yep. So if you'd like to sponsor us. Um... <laughs> yep. My GoFundMe is... <laughs> Link in the description. And <laughs> <laughs> our details are. Uh, do um, you do you have any artists? Uh, do you have any gigs lined up actually? Because you've been no, gagging for one. Do you have I'm any lined up for a gig? Actually, my first one is going to be Saint John, which is, I guess, an interesting one because I don't. I wouldn't say like I'm a huge fan of his music. I'm going with my flatmate Gavin and my friend. Julia Shout out to Gavin. Shout, Shout out to both of them. Both of them, yes. I know that Gavin is a much bigger fan of St. John than I am. I enjoy his music. I like a couple of his songs. Definitely loved his collab with Beyonce, of course. I know that he's a great songwriter. So I'm intrigued. Um, to be honest, it was just kind of like, oh, we're going to this gig. Do you want to come? And to be honest, because I'm gagging for a gig, I was going. Khalifa's like, I um, will go and see. Like, yeah, yes. I will go and see Peter <laughs> Pig at this, at this point. Just, <laughs> I will go. I'm going. <laughs> so, that's my next gig lined up. And yeah, it should be good. I don't, uh, I'm kind of a bit, I don't want to reveal who I'm going to see, like, I've got lined up. Oh, why? No, you have to. Because it's literally just white women. Oh my God, of course it is. (laughs) So, Lakaya's a racist. So, um, next year I'm going to see, uh, I have Lord lined up. Hopefully that's fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, And I have Billie Eilish. Oh, yes, I can't believe you're going billiards and you didn't invite me. I, guys, uh, I'm logging off. It's, oh, thank no, you for tuning no, in. Um, but weren't you dragging the album? So, if we want to get received, I didn't you drag would, the you... album. I just said it was <gasps> underwhelming. I you... still very much like Billy Eilish and I would still love to see her live. And I can't believe you didn't even mention it. Oh, wow, well, and you're dragging the album. I just assumed. That... Thank you for listening to our last episode. <laughs> It's been fun. Oh 
Oh my god, and I'm also going to see my absolute fave, Charlie XCX, and I can oh, cannot wait. So I'm excited for you. Thank you. I yeah, like there'll be a new album at that point. So um yeah, there was Is this the first time you're seeing her live? No, I've seen her um, and I was literally in the nosebleeds. It was so upsetting. I was in the institute, shout out to the mm-hmm. institute, but I was in the nosebleeds, I literally danced the whole way, like it was so good um because she played every single song from the charlie album which is one of my one of my favorite albums no it actually is my favorite album of all time Um, wow yeah i've told you this like i made you listen to the album oh god he forced me guys we'll get onto that in another episode um yeah so i was writing the nosebleeds but uh i was with my friend harvey and we had such a great time so this time i've got standing seats that right like standing um so I'm going to be right at the front because uh, I was in the balcony last time. But yeah, cannot wait. So those are the three white women that I have. <laughs> right, <though. laughs> yeah, so, I mean, 2022, I think it's going to be Lakaya's the year of return for Lakaya to black music, black gigs, black live performances, black art. I have to. Um, I I really want to leave for like I might actually come to that St. John. Like I might you might see me. Guys for just two pounds a month, you can come to Lakaya <laughs> <laughs> and bring him back to black. <laughs> not back to black oh my god yeah no i do need to see some like black artists it's so bad but gigs are gigs are live gigs are everything i just love that after gig feeling as well like when mm. you're just so sweaty and you've just you've so given it, you're, you're so happy and you've made about 10 friends oh my so gosh great. and you've made about maybe you've made about 10 enemies as well because like yeah, people, behind, people in the head yeah yeah like people behind you are so mad but yes i can't wait to gig with you again lakaya it's always a great time it it always is great like i love going to gigs with you i always have so much fun it's just yeah oh we're so cute we are like we've had a fair few we've seen uh, like we've seen all of our faves pretty much together um so yeah next gig saint john i am gonna (laughs) yay yeah you heard me here first there you go fantastic having you Thank you for tuning in. Lakai, do you want to take it away? No, I feel like I feel like you should take it away this oh, time, Cleopa. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> That's all I uh... Oh my I mean, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And that was the gig, guys. Good night. Bye. Bye.